Welcome to the Manage My Wedding podcast, where we believe your wedding is the most important time in your life and you deserve to feel supported and organised when planning the wedding of your dreams. I'm your host, Yvette Sitters. Hello and welcome to episode 42 of the Manage My Wedding podcast. I'm Yvette and I am the owner and creator of Manage My Wedding. And today I want to talk to you about wedding traditions and what exactly are they and um, do they exist at all anymore? Today's episode is brought to you by the Something Blue Wedding Garter. This handmade satin soft blue garter is the perfect way to incorporate something blue into your wedding day. Keep as a keepsake after the wedding day or you can toss it to all those single men, but it's available at managemywedding.com. So wedding traditions. It seems like over the years that those wedding traditions have been slowly escaping wedding planning, I would say, but not because we're purposely avoiding them, but really because times are changing, right? And also because some people just want to keep things simple and more like a party. Weddings are a big celebration now and people just want to have fun. But people do seem to quite often ask me, or I see it also in wedding forums, what are wedding traditions? Because people don't know what they are anymore, so they don't know if they should even be having any of them in their wedding. So I believe sometimes they aren't included just because people don't know what they are. So today on the podcast, I want to tell you about all the wedding traditions that I personally know. Some are still in existence, but some have been absolutely long forgotten. So look at my list here. I've actually got, oh, I've got 20. It's quite a lot actually, but yeah, let's go through them all and see what you think. The first one is having a bridal party. So traditionally you had to have a bridal party Everyone had to be dressed exactly the same with their hair on the same side and the exact same shoes. (laughs) That has just changed so much. I mean, these days you can have them wear totally different things. You can not have a bridal party or you can just have your favorite people join you during the day to sip champagne and then you walk down the aisle on your own. So that's definitely a, a tradition that's definitely changed. Another one is that groomsmen had to be men and bridesmaids had to be women. And well, (laughs) hasn't the world evolved from that? (laughs) It's just crazy how much it's changed. And thankfully, you know, the world's much more accepting now. So I think that that's a good thing. Another tradition is that the groom is not to see the bride on the day before the wedding ceremony. Oh, I stuck to this one and so many people still do, which I personally think is really beautiful, but it's definitely not necessary. I just, you know, I wanted to have that night before away with my friends and I wanted to wake up and feel really excited to see the love of my life at the end of the aisle. And you know, when you're so loved up um, in the lead up to your wedding, you miss being away from them, right? So I think even on the wedding day, you really miss them. And it's just really beautiful when you haven't seen them. But these days, there's so many more options and so many people, you know, they might go away for a destination wedding or they might just have a small wedding. So it's definitely not necessary. Another one is the father of the bride walks his daughter down the aisle. 
you don't have to have your dad anymore walk you down the aisle. Sometimes people don't want to have their dad or their father's unfortunately passed away and can't actually be there. Or you might not know your father. So your mum might walk you down the aisle. You might have both of them walk you down the aisle, your brother or your uncle, and you might walk down the aisle alone. Or some people walk in with their partner and that might be because they're surprising everyone with a wedding or because they've had their photos done before and they want to come in together. And some people don't walk down the aisle at all. You might be wondering, "Mm, how does that happen? I went to a wedding once where she just did not want everyone staring at her and she didn't want to do that long walk. It made her so nervous and it just wasn't her. So she just slipped in from the side. It was really, really beautiful. It was in these gardens and she just came out from the side of the hedge and it was just beautiful. So it did not matter. So many options now. There's the formal giving away of the bride tradition where uh, I think the officiant says like, who gives this woman to be married to this man? (laughs) I'm sure you've all remember hearing that before or seeing it on the movies. But be aware that is not actually a legal requirement that does not need to be said. And these days, a lot of the time, they'll just instead acknowledge the parents, which is really nice as well. So you can work through that with your officiant and see what you want to come up with. And the next one I have is that the bride on the left and the groom is on the right. And that's as in, uh, when I say that, I mean, when they're getting married, standing at the top at the altar or the aisle or wherever they are. And that is that if they're not as the guest facing, that's facing the other way. But I know for an ex, for example, our celebrant, he swapped our sides because he said, it's crazy. Traditionally, the bride was on the same side as her family. The groom was on the same side as his family, but no one can actually in your family then see your face. So our celebrant, he actually gave us a choice. He said, well, which one would you prefer? So it's definitely not traditional. Some religious weddings, they will tell you where you need to stand and what you need to do. And of course, that's totally different. But whatever way, I do want to say this as a bit of a tip to all the brides out there, whichever way is the way that you're going to stand, have a think about your jewellery. So if you're wearing a bracelet or have a think about your hairpiece, because if you have a beautiful, stunning hairpiece and you want that in the photographs, then make sure that hairpiece is on the right side to where the guests are looking at you and for your photos. Another tradition is best man and maid of honour are the witnesses. So back in the day, they were the only people that it just wasn't even discussed that someone else would do it. They were just the ones that signed. But these days it's really quite lovely to be able to give someone special to you that job. They might be somebody that you really wanted in the bridal party, but you just didn't want any more on the bridal party. So they could do that job or you might have someone who just has a lot to do with your life. So yeah, I had the best man and maid of honor sign. And I don't know why now. I think just because the celebrant asked us and we hadn't thought about it. So we just said, oh yeah, they can do the job. But these days you can extend that out. Another tradition (laughs) is giving the bride a horseshoe as a token of good luck and the bride carries that around. So you know the ones that they hang on their wrist and it's made of fabric and it's in a horseshoe shape. Oh, personally, I think they're horrible. (laughs) Sorry, anybody who's offended. Look, everyone just had them back in the day. Everyone was given one and it's, it's a token of good luck. I was given several at my wedding. 
I quickly gave them to the flower girls to take care of and carried them around because I didn't want them in all my photos and it just, it just didn't go right with the theme or look right. But if you love it, then great, have it. The next one I'm up to is number nine. I'm not really keeping count, but it is the ninth one, just so you know how far we're through, is introducing the wedding party and the parents into the reception. So these days, some people will just have the bridal couple introduced, especially if it's a really big bridal party and they don't want them all to have to be introduced. Or sometimes they'll say, please welcome the bridal party and all the groomsmen and bridesmaids will come in it together and then the bride and groom will be introduced separately. Sometimes no one gets introduced and you just all sit down together and then they might introduce you at the table. It's just a personal choice and what you prefer and what you're comfortable with. Actually, all of these really... Uh, what do you feel comfortable with and what do you want? The next one is parents sit at the bridal table. So this is quite an English tradition and it might be for many other countries, but my family is English. So I, I know this and I've been to lots of English weddings and they still do this over there. So the bridal party would sit with their partner or their friends and the parents would sit on the bridal table with the parents. But that's becoming less and less. Some people don't even have a bridal table anymore and the bride and groom will just sit at one of the other tables. Number 11 is a garter and bouquet toss. Everyone knows what these are, so I do not need to explain them. These ones, I think, out of all the traditions I'm mentioning, this one's probably the one that's actually stayed the most at weddings. And I think because it's a little bit of fun, right? It was traditionally just to get the singles up but it doesn't have to be singles. And if you're like, well, we don't really have many single people at our wedding, which we didn't. We just said anyone not married can get up. And sometimes some people just tell all the males to get up and all the females and it just makes for a little bit of fun on the dance floor. Then the next one is the traditional something old, something new, something borrowed and something blue. I am not going to go through all of these you know what they are. And if you're really unsure and you want to include this in your wedding, but you're unsure about what you could do to cover each of these, then I want to suggest you go back and you listen to episode 11 and 12. It's the two-part podcast and I cover everything that you could think about for each of those areas so that you can cover it. The next one is the traditional white wedding dress. Definitely not tradition anymore. There's so many different colors. There's short ones, there's pink ones, blue. Some people don't even wear wedding dresses anymore. So definitely, again, a personal choice. Next one is the wedding cake and keeping the top tier. Oh, gosh, these days you can have donut cakes, you can have ice cream, people have profiteroles. So obviously if you have those things, you can't keep the top tier. <laughs> but do you know what? Originally a wedding cake was created and the cake was thrown at the bride all broken over her head as one of the many fertility symbols, which were then an integral part of the marriage ceremony. How crazy is that? <laughs> How would you feel these days being a bride and having a wedding cake smashed over your head? <laughs> Back in the day, it was very traditional though. I think that was a very long time ago. The next one is number 15 I'm actually up to, and this is five sugared almonds. Do you remember, and I, I clearly remember going to weddings as a little kid, you would get sugared almonds in a little like bag, a tool bag, a little ribbon. 
oh my God, those things are disgusting. They really are. But back in the day, that's just what everyone gave everyone. It was originally five sugared almonds because they, each one represented something. So there was health, wealth, happiness, fertility, and longevity. But now, gosh, there's so many amazing ideas that you can give to your guests. It's, it's incredible what people do now for weddings. <laughs> Number 16, leaving the wedding in a just married car with all the cans and the streamers, etc., hanging off the back. <laughs> and I think we still see this in movies all the time. And I actually also remember, and this was tradition as well, that the bride would get out of her wedding dress and she'd pop on another outfit before she got in the car. Those cars were hilarious. I don't think anyone does it anymore because no one wants to drive. Everyone's had a couple of drinks. No one can drive home. (laughs) But it was a really cool way to farewell the bride and groom. I remember my auntie's wedding when she got married, everyone running outside and waving goodbye and excited because they were driving off in the sunset together. It was beautiful. Next one is carrying the bride over the threshold. I remember my husband did this with me. He probably wouldn't have, but I remember his parents were at our house like two days after the wedding when we just got home and they were like, are you going to carry her over the threshold? So he picked me up and carried me in. But traditionally, the groom would carry the bride over the threshold of their new marital home when they returned from their honeymoon and to protect her from any evil spirits that might be lurking around. So the tradition has died out as most couples now already live together before they get married. (laughs) But it's still a really lovely gesture and it's a great way to mark the first time you return home as husband and wife anyway. So you can just do it for fun. Next one is number 18 and that is the tradition of the honeymoon. Well, I think we would call it a staycation these days why um, coronavirus is around because people are having to (laughs) stay locally or stay within their state if they want to have a honeymoon. But many these days like save up their money after the wedding and they actually might go on a a longer trip a year later because they've got more money saved up. So the traditional, you know, go off to your honeymoon the next day isn't always the case anymore. Number 19, and my gosh, I'm just going to say I am so glad that this one has changed. And that was that the stag do or the bucks party, whatever you want to call it, was held the night before the wedding, oh my gosh, and the groom was the host and the organiser. How crazy is that? Oh my gosh. I would die if my husband-to-be wanted to have a, a bucks party the night before the wedding because they would just be in all sorts of trouble because they're such a big night now. They would be so hungover. They probably wouldn't even care about their own wedding. So I'm very glad that that is not tradition anymore, although I'm sure lots of men have still been in trouble for drinking too much the night before. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that also back in the day that the groom was the host and the organiser, I mean, because they don't have enough to do in the lead up to their wedding day and they haven't spent enough money. So yeah, I definitely think that's a good one. That's gone. And then number 20, which is my last tradition that I want to mention, and this is definitely not a tradition anymore. And that is that the man asks the lady to marry him. Oh, very, very old school. I know so many people that the female has proposed to the man because then their partner is just too slow. They just don't get around to it or they just think they don't want to get married. And when they do end up getting married because the female proposed to them, they, they love it. And there's also same-sex marriages these days too. So, of course, it doesn't have to always be the man proposing to the lady. That's very much old school and I'm very, very glad that that has changed. 
So, wow, (laughs) there you have it. They are 20 traditions and 20 that I know of. I know that there's plenty more, but I really only wanted to talk about the ones that I knew. Feel free to message me and tell me about more that you know of or any that you've incorporated that I missed because I do love hearing all these sorts of things. But I hope this helps you with your planning. But as I have said time and time again, and those who listen to my podcast weekly would know this, life has changed. And this one day is all about you and your partner and your love for each other. Do what makes you happy, not what makes others happy and not what used to be tradition. Because if you do what you want and your partner want, you will be forever happy with your decision. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please hit subscribe and leave me a review. I love to hear when you were enjoying the podcast and reviews also help other Brightville couples find the podcast to listen in too. But until next time, enjoy being engaged and staying organized while planning the wedding of your dreams. <laughs>